We're five minutes ahead of schedule. We're a-okay. For now. For now. I mean, they also say, they always say, leave at 11. You don't have to leave at 11. They've been fucking coming in the door since we've been here. They owe us about half an hour. Yeah, they owe us half an hour of just dealing with them, you know, casing the place. We'd be be done sooner had we not been interrupted. Um, This is the end, my friend. Yeah. This is where I imagine I'll end up if this book sells more than 25 copies. I will be in a... uh, Sunflower field on an old tractor. I could see you getting tired of that in about a week. Oh, yeah. And going, I miss cars. Yeah, I miss cars and the Texas chili parlor. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Turns out people are complicated and they want different things. But endings are hard. We learned. So are goodbyes. We can talk about what is there. We can also talk about what is not there, which was now why this would all make sense. Why we had a, a whole story about a Voyager crew. Uh, our ending was supposed to be about Noel and Carrie trying to go to space. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is just the ending from District 9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, when we were writing the first draft of this book. I remember thinking, I don't know how we get to space. I have no idea what that I, it's there. It's just kind of the big question mark at the end. I'm just going to write as far as my headlights and just deal with it when we get there. But as with any kind of piece of writing, I, I mean, you need an outline no matter whatever you're writing. Arguable. But some sort of napkin or something with mm. scribblings. And then you just go, you just write it. You go through it. And, uh, yeah. And you, you, it's like driving a car, like, you know, the destination and the main points, but ultimately you can only see as far as your headlights. So anyway, you have to write through it. And in the course of writing through this, it became more or less clear what needed to happen. I think we saw the world changing around us and society's more, I think, of a, uh, a connect connecting point with a book like this than running away from your problems. Mm. Cause I, I can see where my head was at initially, which was like, I just want to run away from everything. I want to just get on a spaceship and fly the, you know, be among the stars and fly away. But it's, that's a fantasy. That's not real. What's real is making the best of the situation you're in. And you, you had written the entire part about sunflowers and, Noel starting this new life, but still being on the run. And it was like, it was a good way to connect it to the phantom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think most people just want to feel safe and, uh, and happy. And, uh, Noel being in the situation is he's in, he probably never will be at least. I mean, by the end there's who knows where it's going to go, but I think maybe we were watching the fugitive at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did I gotta separate everyone's gonna think it was based <laughs> off of uh, 90s movies I mean what else is available on Amazon Prime right yeah uh, no but the um, I know we always wanted that feeling of we wanted him to reconnect with his brother in yeah. some way and they do it as robots um, which is it was always interrupted we just had tied it back to Juka later in the draft because mm-hmm. originally it was just like some 
due to the bazooka blowing up. Going, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Part, no, no, no. And runs over like, what was the hell was that? Uh, well, I mean, even yeah. before that, though, still with the, the Sunflower Town, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. When we were originally writing this, I was thinking when Noel's up in the tower um, with, oh, yeah. with What's-His-Face, yeah. I kept imagining Lance that the, the people there, yeah, Lance, with Lance named after a, a, a singer, singer of some kind, um, <laughs> when they're both looking you know, through that, the telescope at uh, the gang, mm-hmm. the gang that it was based on was from Death Wish Four. The Giggler? The Giggler. It's either De- it's Death Wish 3 or 4. But yeah, the Giggler gang um, with the guy with the marks on his head. It's like, I didn't have any right to do that. <laughs> I killed a fucking Giggler. Which, by the way, Charles Bronson uh, definitely put him into that, that, that thief, into that position to steal that camera. Mm-hmm. So he could shoot him in the back. Dang- and, dangling it from his purse. Yeah, while like- eating an ice cream. Mm-hmm. An ice cream he just bought. He and somehow I don't know where the ice cream goes, but he pulls out the largest gun you've ever seen. It's the Joker from the first Batman. From the first bat, the barrel is impossibly long, and he aims it at this guy who's laughing as he runs off with a I don't know fifty dollar camera <laughs> and shoots him in the back in front of an entire city. And then people stick their heads out and cheer, and they cheer and clap. Yeah, and Charles Bronson's like, "Did my good deed for the day," and walks off. And then immediately cuts to this, the most, the least intimidating gang of fucking high school rejects right. going, I didn't have any right to do that. That was the giggler. He they was killed the giggler, man. He was the most important piece of this gang. He was a pillar of this society. He brought levity to this sad situation. He would laugh when others were too afraid to. And this old, this like old man murder porn. Right. <laughs> Basically, you know, this script written by a 55 year old. Of yeah, like, exactly. Damn hippies. And Charles Bronson, you know, like looking at bullets and going, nothing's too good for our friends. You know, like <laughs> these enormous elephant gun bullets. He's like, they should be good for minorities. You know, <laughs> this will keep the neighborhood of Brooklyn safe. Yeah. Yeah. Gentrification be damned. I'll just kill them in cold blood. Uh, is that before or after Danny Trejo is a paper mache doll that gets blown up? I like that you tied it back to one of the many Death Wish movies because mm-hmm. I know this idea was something we had talked about early on. Um, it was it was we were, I was spitballing ideas to you. It was one of those many moments where I talked to you and you would maybe listen. Uh-huh. Probably, there was probably a high pitch. Oh yeah, noise coming out of your ear, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I we had talked about that idea of like. Noel comes upon a society and they talk about is this bit. It was almost like a fantasy novel or something. They're like, they, the, the, the people take our crops every year. Noel shoots the guy from afar goes, I did it. And it's like, it was supposed to be this long drawn out thing mm. that he was going to do. Um, but you're like, that's cool. Can you do something like related to the book? And like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, well, I mean, it, it ended up being a, a blend of those things. Cause like, yeah, you set up that like you're, you're the hero that's come to town and we're, this is going to be a long drawn out thing and it's a bunch of people are going to die. But I think, and maybe three logs from now we'll get to the, the resolution of this town. Nah, fuck it. It's fine. Just use a sniper. Rifle. That's also us being tired of writing. Yeah. We're like, like, we're, we, this is the end of the book. This thing needs to move ahead. Yeah. Can we just, can we just be done now? <laughs> no, it, it's a funny scene. I know. Anyway, I know we wanted to have a, a moment with Noel to reunite, try to, Let's try to say his name correctly. Aro. Yes. Yeah. 
Arrau. You said Arrau. I know we always wanted to tie it, tie it back to Noel's a goof. Noel's kind of a, a dork. His dad was even worse. Mm-hmm. His dad, I know originally it was a lot darker. I remember, I mean, death isn't, I guess, the funniest thing in the world, but being smothered out in a some weird plan to like kill yourself so your kids can have money. But also it's not that much money. Right. Usually life insurance doesn't, unless you have a really good plan, it doesn't pay out very much. Mm-hmm. Not always. So. Also, some have these things like they won't pay out for, well, I mean, this is what we allude to, but you know, if they get the, the hint that it was a suicide, they won't pay out. Yeah. Also, if the, the, uh, policy is in a certain age, you know, you, don't get certain money. Basically, researching life insurance policies. I used to work in life insurance. So did I. Yeah. yeah State Farm when I was 19. Primerica. Yeah. I was part of the pyramid scheme, so I got a lot to draw from. <laughs> well, I'd call, you know, I'd, I'd call, cold call these people on the State Farm list and be like, have you thought about what you'll do when you're gone? And they're like, it's eight in the morning, <laughs> please, for the love of Christ. And I'd be like, have how you many, also thought about how you'll refinance your car? <laughs> what if we could just combine it all into one thing? And then you go in those meetings and they're like, yeah, the one I went to was almost like church. Cause they're like, we have our Saturday morning meetings. Like what? And it, it was the recruitment thing. Mm-hmm. And it was always like them telling themselves we're helping people. We're helping them get their lives back on track. We're also refinancing their house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't do this. I got certified. I got my, I did the licensing and everything. You get the certificate that, I'm allowed to get people into double mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a piece of paper that says I'm part of the problem. Right. Yeah. It was, I, if you do that, no judgment. Do what you got to do. It wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go one step further. If you do that and you sucker people, <laughs> if you're Tom Selleck suckering people into reverse mortgages that don't benefit them, fuck you. But that's just my take, you know, whatever hey, you need to do. That's that's why they call us polar opposites. Barely got through that word. Going back to the subject of twists. Never wanted to be like a big reveal that Noel's dad killed himself. But the idea, I think, was always like, it's a sore point. I think we're all afraid of becoming our parents in some way. Oh, yeah. And it was always Noel's biggest fear. And uh, sometimes in spite of your best, best efforts, you the chain continues, you know, you don't really break it. And I think the hope was Noel and Aro doing something that a lot of times family members don't do is they're open with each other right. and they admit fault and they, they own their actions. And then they just say like your family, I want their, I want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously this is a work of fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a supreme work of fiction that ends with the brother getting taken out. Makes it more makes sense. Frame, but yeah. 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 And it's actually, yeah, and in a really sad way, too, just seeing the butterfly effect or the um, the ripples in which Noel causes others mm-hmm. because of Noel's selfish actions. His brother's now divorced. The kid's living somewhere else. He's using his son's account. You know, he lost his job or he quit his job to dedicate himself to. Out of love. You yeah, know. he's trying to hold on to the last piece he's got. That's his last, you know, biological family member. And he wants to hold on to mm-hmm. it. And it's like. And Noel's still Noel being Noel was sort of like, we didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How it, a family member might actually respond. If anything's realistic in this book, it's probably how family doesn't change mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways. And some of the, the dad stuff is based off of like 
I've told you this stuff, like, you know, being privy to my dad's pickup skills in chilies and, and Applebee's and various things like that. I was like, you know, he is going to come across a, a crazy waitress. That's just as crazy as he is. And it's going to be some, it's going to give him some idea in his head or something. Like that. I just kind of started running with that. But so many times I'd seen, you know, my dad, like Aaron, take a cab home. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on this bird right here. And you're like, oh, fuck. And it's, it's uh, yeah, you don't want to uh, uh, necessarily turn out like your parents, but you also try and appreciate what they were trying to do, but they were human. And, yeah. you know. Um, something, I mean, not to get too into the weeds about it, but something we connect on is we're both children of divorce. Right. Well, with, as, as most people are. Yeah. And um, not exactly a broken home, but it's, there's always that part of me, that resentment that will always be there, which is why couldn't you guys make it work? Uh-huh. Why was a member absent from my life? There is a piece of me missing because of your selfish actions. That's a childlike version of it. But it's like, you know, doing a lot of work, it's like I got to that. I got to that core of like, there's going to be resentment in me always, but it's how do you deal with that? How do you rectify it? And Ultimately, for me, it was like, well, I'm here now. That's mm-hmm. what's important. I am who I am because other people's actions don't define me. And that was just, I think it was a moment we connected on in a way of just like, hey, that's, it doesn't make you a serial killer, but it does a number on your head. Yeah. So, that's what it does to a lot of people. You it's know, it's very common, turns out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, people process it differently. Some people write about it. Um, How can I deal with this in a therapeutic way? Robots. Yeah, robots. Robots and war and weird things. Recordings. Yeah. yeah. Old uh, movie references. Yeah, that's just how you. some people's work is different. Um, yeah. As, as we, we talked about in the last uh, last recording, but just talking about... There, there's also a... What's the opposite of meta? <laughs> there's a... There's another meta story on top of this story, which is... So there's the Kepi, like the... Your story of mm-hmm. doing the... Uh, working on the charity aspect and attempting that story. still like there's that story on top of it. And then like, there's a lot of, a lot of this book is me. I feel like it was working out a lot of stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like, there's another story on top of that story, but that's my story. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's two stories on top of the story that has been, uh, gotten to the end of now. Yeah. That this is a performance piece essentially. (laughs) Um, this is like a flash. We mob. should have been wearing leotards, but I think so. And I just I like when he takes the mask off and the ma- eye makeup's gone. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the new Batman movie fixes that. He like takes his Batman mask off and he's still got all the, the raccoon eyes. And like someone's got to point that out and just go. So you have to put makeup on to wear the mask. I think that was done in in some cartoon or some show. I oh, think probably. It's not an original idea. No, like many of the things that have been read here, but I think. Um, This is an interesting journey from a real life aspect that traversed a global event that traversed uh, personal events. And I hope an interesting story came out of it. It was a good journey. I think so. And I know we end it in a weird way. Uh, I know we wanted Carrie is now a, micro god <laughs> he's gone into his time chamber has seen all of humanity and knows what needs to be done 
the uh, the spark that must cleanse the world. Right. <laughs> we uh, we read a lot of dictator uh, jargon, mm-hmm. which at some point I'm like, this is sounding a little uh, Nazi Nazi ish. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but none of this book is wish fulfillment. None of this is like this is what needs to be done. I'm not Aaron Sorkin. I'm not like. This is how this is how things need to be. I can't do that. It was more of what does a world look like where the people that make up most of it are pushed to the brink or pushed into a basically a powder keg mm-hmm. and they've had enough and they don't want to be pushed around. They don't want to be they they want to take the world back in some way or they want to take theirs. It's you know, this is basically our tale of two cities. Uh well this is showing when the pendulum swings to this far this far side mm-hmm. there's a there's another far side to it too but here's where we are in the story this is the logical conclusion that carrie would approach from given the circumstances that have happened so far in the story and the history carrie has absorbed this seems like the logical thing to do right and the path that that leads down as with hopefully the thematically you'll see is, is met is meant with good intentions. Uh, yeah. But what will actually happen, you know, uh, when you actually add in humans to an idea and a, uh, a strategy, it ends up getting morphed and diluted and, uh, poisoned and Yeah. Yeah, I think we the the term we were throwing around a year ago is fascist chic. Yeah, <laughs> that was the uh, the term. Yeah, we know where we would go if we continue this story because yeah. part of it is just from our conversations and things we still want to say, and part of it is just history has written some of it for us. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much done. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if something happens with the evolution of Rook. Yeah. The the most embarrassing thing you could do though is have an ending like the Mario Brothers movie. And they go, Princess Daisy, and they go, Mario, Luigi, we need you back. Nothing for thirty five years. Well, I mean, going back to the Phantom, you know, setting up a trilogy, a, a gay superhero trilogy that yeah. you know, the hero riding away on his horse while the two women are on their plane and being like, and then it started an adventure that I, whatever. Yeah. And, it would t- the tale as old as time and, and it would cancel. It, it would. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that at least is open-ended. That is, that's the studio going, uh, this might not make its money back. I've watched the horse scene with the plane, with the plane going, either 20 miles an hour or 200 miles an hour. <laughs> and the horse going, yeah, I don't know. Or, the the funniest thing is the hubris from other movies when they say like blank will will return mm-hmm. you know um the shadow will return next year and then nothing comes out you go i never want to sit there and go i believe in this so much that there will be more <laughs> i just go i'm happy with where it is if we do want to do this that's okay but no promises i don't and it's that kind of writing commitment that <laughs> carried through this book. Oh, I mean, look, I still got at least 20, 30 years left on this planet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could. A solid 15. If I can squeak one more out, 
within that time frame. Winds of Winter still won't be out, but mm-hmm. that'll be okay. It's a little author humor for you. It's something we do in our circle. Yeah. <laughs> we will not be invited to the Penguin Book Club. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, what What's the company that publishes lots of... E- no, I won't even go into... To, I won't even go into publisher bashing because that'll just... That'll, that'll backfire. backfire yeah. on us. That'll be a lot. So let's mention all of them. All, uh, yeah. Don't you hate Scholactic? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking through. Still got 40 minutes at this Airbnb. Well... I think it'd be nice to get a uh, a bit of breakfast, think about a book that's been finished. Um, maybe I'll pay Rebecca um, her final invoice. She probably do that because she's been uh, emailing since last night. And uh, what, is, what is she trying to tell me? What's the subtext? Yeah. Here? What is the what is Venmo? Yeah. Um, this entire journey's been wild, uh, personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with what we made. I want to say a sincere thank you to you, Aaron, for making my not maybe nightmares come true. Not even a dream. Um, could not have done this. I didn't think we'd make it this far. I didn't think you'd be able to put up with me, but mm-hmm. uh, somehow through all the bad movies and my horrific rewrites, we, uh, we eked out 300 and some odd pages of a, uh, of something that will live well beyond us. It will go to a goodwill. Yeah, it will be in a goodwill. <laughs> uh, well, likewise, I was not expecting, you know, to show up to a chicken place um, and eat a dozen deviled eggs and a bunch of whiskey and start hashing out a, a book. Uh, it was not... I was not in a place to do that. I wasn't, it was not in my life plan at the time to, to co-author a book. I wanted to do a book eventually, but, uh, trusting in me to, uh, partner with something is especially a creative something is, is huge because you end up having conversations like the conversations we've had where you lay it all on the line and, to get to a, a, a place where you can write about something uh, is, I don't know, it's not easy and it's, it's hard to do by yourself. And it's, I mean, I'd say it's even harder to do with someone else because you're, you have to understand where they're coming from. Sometimes they're coming from a place that is rough at the time, or it's better than the place you're in. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Having you there to push me was good. You were the father I never had, so thank you. <laughs> now it comes out. <laughs> the long con has uh-huh. concluded. I'm at a place in my life where I don't know where things are going. I don't know. I don't have any real plans of like shooting for the moon or whatever, but I think this is a good starting point to like kind of kick things off in a new direction. It's exciting. The way I've said it is I feel like I'm, I've gotten off the freeway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've got off the gridlock traffic. Right. And uh, yeah, you and I are just in the Miata together, driving down that highway with half a tank of gas. Miss that car. <laughs> you call them Zoom Zoom. Yeah. Despite whatever happens too with the book, whether 10 people read it or 10,000 people read it, probably the former, but uh, wrote what we wanted to write. So I think that was the best part of all of it was there's a big piece of me in it. There's a big piece of you in there. And 
there's a lot of stuff I don't think I'm ever going to just say to the world. It's a mm. lot of personal stuff, but it's in the book. It's in there somewhere. It came out in some sort of creative cathartic way. Yeah. And that felt good just to go, you are released, you're gone. And it may have made someone smile and it made me smile. Yeah. Especially the suckling part. It's like, he knows me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <clears throat> what are you feeling? Fill another cup of coffee. You want to film another one? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have a beer. It's also 1020 in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, but I will have a breakfast burrito and think about this content. No, fuck the word content. Tired of content. Yeah. That's another thing. I don't want to hear the term content creator ever again. It's like you're just shitting out stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is a side tangent, but That's fine. this was not content. This is, this is, uh, actually putting yourself into something and I, content is used by a, a company to just drive views. Fuck that. Yeah. No, none of this was, this is something I wanted to do. This is something you wanted to do. We didn't do this because someone dictated it. Someone said, you know, it drives book sales or re- whatever it, I, I threw a crazy idea at you and you said, yes, I'll come out here and record with you for about 20 hours. Mm-hmm. I think for any, and if this was my job, if this was being dictated from on high, I would be miserable right now. But even coming in with, you know, two hours of sleep, I was like, this was a blast to do. Like, this does not feel like content creation. And this goes to, this any- feels like evidence. Yeah. It's, this is exhibit a, and this goes to anyone who's making something that they that they're putting their heart in. You're not making fucking content. Don't call it content. Not that I can tell you what to call it, but it's more than that. It's something personal to you. And the next time some asshole says that's yeah, they're a content creator, tell them to go fuck themselves. You, you're making more than that. At the very least, on my business card, I I don't have to put content creator or influencer on there. I can at least say author. Yeah. Ha, I'll say off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> say Thor. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? I wrote half a book, mm-hmm. uh, but I did some Photoshop for the cover. It's pretty sweet. Right, I'll get you an extra letter. Uh, someone at this table secured a sweet URL called rook.cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, still don't know what that thing's going to become, but, um, I don't know. That was also <laughs> being able to send you a list of URLs. And when rook.cool comes up, you go, yes, that's the one. As soon as you see it, you know it. Thank God for the URL revolution where we got all these new modifiers. Cause we ran out of dot coms. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. Thank you for dot cool. Yeah. Check out rook.cool. And there may be more of this. We will see. We'll see where things go. We got a book out of this. We got a new uh, LLC which is currently null and void, both in name and entity. And in about 20 minutes, we'll have a tax identification number. Thank you, IRS. We love you. Uh, so, Aaron, thank you for flying out here. Devoting your time to this it means a lot to me. Um, I'd like to thank American Airlines for upgrading me to first class for $50, uh, making this entire trip worth it. Yeah. I don't, um, think, I don't think this makes wishes come true, but... No. Okay. But... Um, Thank you for being a, a, a spark. The pushing goes both ways because you were excited about this seed you had 
you know, mm-hmm. however long ago that you that you wanted to to grow and you know that excitement can can wane on both sides and when i would reach a point where i was down on things you know you would elevate and then vice versa and um you know thank you for being probably one of the easiest writing partners to to have because it's uh easy when you're both excited and and uh and both believe in in some of the same weird shit (laughs) made it a lot easier i think so so well let me buy you a burrito and we'll call it a day yes (laughs) all right yes